Hey Middle Church, I am Natalie. I'm the digital minister here at Middle. Thank you so much for choosing to worship with us. We're so glad to have you. Um, Eid Mubarak to all of our friends and family um, who will be celebrating this coming weekend. Um, we have a congregational meeting after this worship. So if you have not registered, please, please go do that um, before <laughs> one o'clock because that's when the meeting starts. So it's hard for us to you know, do the things in the moment. Please do it ahead of time. Um, and also we have new members to celebrate this uh, Sunday. So let's do our uh, new members ceremony. But before we do, let's take a deep centering breath together. And let us worship God. Membership means signing on for the vision of God's reign. Membership means participating in the life of the congregation. Membership means proclaiming that you belong to God and you will use your gifts generously for God's work. Membership means claiming God's claim on you. Today, we welcome to Middle Church these children of God. Friends, do you claim Middle Church is your church? If so, say, I do. I do. I do. I, do. I will. Will you give with your heart? your gifts to this congregation and to the larger church? If so, say, I will. I will. I will. Will you love and share with this community in the ministry of Jesus? If so, say, I will. I will. I will. Will you learn and study so as to grow in faith? If so, say, I will. I will. I will. And to this congregation. Do you promise to love, encourage, and support these people of God by being the gospel of God's love and by giving the strong support of God's people in prayer and in deed? If so, say we will. New members, please introduce yourself and uh, your pronouns. I'm Heather Hendelson. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a pharmaceutical specialist and I live in New York City. Um, I'm Carrie Jedlicka. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a librarian in New York City. I'm Kirsten Wyatt. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm an actor in New York City. I'm Emma Bratton. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a veterinarian in Michigan. My name is Jessica Hall. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm an executive assistant in Boston, Massachusetts. Hi, I'm Beverly Riley. My pronouns are she and her. I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and I'm extremely excited to be a new member of Middle Church. Hi, I'm Kellyanne Gesowicz. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I'm currently living in Savannah, Georgia, and I am very excited to start my journey as a member of Middle Church. Hi, I'm Jen Thomas. My pronouns are she and her. I live in Schuyler, Virginia, and I am all about Jesus's radical love. Hi, I'm Kathy Swicker from Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, <laughs> and I love Middle Church. I love that it's such a safe and brave space. Hi, my name is Chloe. I'm 26. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm, Bro I'm Brooklyn, born and raised. And I'm just very excited to be part of the congregation. Let us pray. God of grace and mercy, thank you for the gifts of these new members. Thank you that we are all your children. Make us more like you in all we say and do and help us to be your hands and your feet in the world. We pray in your holy name, amen. And now let us sing our opening hymn that will also serve as our welcome song for our new members. Will you join me in singing? You're welcome in this house. Come inside this house. We all are flawed, no judgments made. That beauty of this place 
for the very first time tonight but as you meet Middle Church I hope that you will fall in love with the God that we know the God we serve inspires this in the song oh God you have searched me and known me you know my lying down and my rising up you know every word that's in my mouth even before I speak it is there any can go to where you won't find me, God. If I make my bed in heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I tell myself I'm going to run away to the far ends of the earth, oh God, even there, your right hand will come and find me. But God, we know at Middle Church, prioritizes welcome over everything. This is a special time for everybody, but especially if you are a young person at home, we would love for you to come up to the television or the computer and be with us now for the message for all ages. Now, we were playing with Ada. Anybody know Ada Twist, the scientist at home? Raise your hand. Do you know Ada, Levi? Do you know Ada Schuyler? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking Ada's arm and leg were starting to fall off. So what is something that we could do to help Ada's arm and leg get back together? Glue. Oh, glue. You don't have to raise your hand. What are you thinking, Levi? Glue. I think and, glue, too. And soles. Yeah, what about glue? Glue is sticky, right? It's, yeah. Perfect. So glue is something that holds us together and makes us feel whole and puts us back if something is falling off or down or just doesn't feel right. In just a little bit, Pastor Jackie is going to preach a sermon about how God's love is with us all the time. How there's nothing that we can do that takes us, that can take God's love away from us. And in that way, God's love is a little bit like glue too, right? No matter how we're feeling about not going back to school in the fall, no matter how we're feeling about still wearing those masks on the playground, no matter how we're feeling still about washing our hands or whatever it is, we know that there is something sticky and that stickiness is God's love that pulls us together. Now, Pastor Jackie's also gonna talk about birds of a feather flocking together. And when I think about that, I think of all of us as the flock 
and God's love being the glue that holds <laughs> all of us together. Because guess what? If you weren't here right now, Levi, we wouldn't have this same circle, would we? And if Ada wasn't here, we wouldn't have this same circle. If Skylar wasn't here, we wouldn't have the same circle. If your nose wasn't here, we wouldn't have the same circle. And so the fact that every single one of us are also stuck together with God's glue is really, really important. So friends, as you go about this week, I want you to remember that there's nothing you can do that takes the stickiness of God's love away from you. And I want you to remember that every single one of you has a very important part to play in the flock. Okay, let's sing Sia Hamba now and have a great week. family. I'm Marlene Fox, and I'm so glad you are with us in worship today. I want to remind you about our congregational meeting today, immediately following worship. So stay on to join us and to hear about all the wonderful work, outreach, and service Middle has done over the past year. Now, if you have registered for Chat and Chew, you'll be able to join us in a conversation there. Let us now prepare our hearts, minds, and bodies for prayer. Today's prayer is a video that reminds us of who we are. Let us pray. You and I are the ones we've been waiting for. You and I. Thought this was somebody else's war You and I Are the ones The ones we've been waiting for Goodbye, a promise Just hope change is coming Well, hope alone Won't bring about that change We are God's heartbeat God's hands and God's feet. God in the flesh, let's bless full steam ahead. So no
Y otra vez, tú y yo, tú y yo somos las personas que están esperando. Sí, se puede. I'm new to Middle and to this beautiful community, and your ministry of love continues to inspire and strengthen me. Let us all be inspired and strengthened as we pray together the prayer Jesus taught his disciples. There is an inclusive copy printed in the bulletin. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Marta Samuel Stewan Abawaji here sending all love and all peace in this digital passing of the peace. I'm sending it to you from Wilmington, Delaware. It's that time in the evening where I start watching the sunset from my apartment balcony and often thinking of friends near, friends far, folks I really miss. And one thing that I count as a joy uh, through quarantine life, through COVID, is the fact that this digital connection has allowed me to remain ever more connected to Middle Church and the ways that community continues and justice building continues and putting love into the world continues. I miss my young friends, I miss my young at heart friends and everyone in between. Just know that uh, in this time, in this season, we're far, but we're close in this connection as well. Peace, fam. Se alegra la creación En luz rodeado está La oscuridad se va Y tiembla ante su voz Y tiembla ante su voz How great is our God Sing with me how great
chapter 8, verses 28 through 39. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to God's purpose. For those who God foreknew, God also predestined to be conformed to the image of God's Son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom God predestined, God also called. And those whom God called, God also justified. And those whom God justified, God also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? God, who did not withhold God's own son, but gave him up for all of us, will God not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died. Yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. you could do could make me untrue to my God. My God. Nothing you could buy could make me tell a lie to my God. My God. I gave my God my word of honor to be faithful. And I've got a... You best be believing. I won't be deceiving my God. As a matter of opinion, I think he's 
cream of the crop As a matter of taste to be exact He's my ideal as a matter of fact No muscle bound man could take my hand from my God My God No handsome face could ever take the place of my God, my God. My God. He may not be a movie star But when it comes to being happy Take it home, ladies. There's not a man today who could take me away from my God. Give him some of that deep shoulder action. There's not a man today who could take me away from my God. Hey, everybody. I hope that made you smile. I once got hired to pastor a church in Trenton and one of the interview questions was, do you think you could do here what Whoopi Goldberg did in the Catholic church? No kidding, no kidding. I miss you so much, family. I miss you so much. So I'm glad to be live with you today. Do me a favor, help me start my sermon. Close your eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. Unless you're in a crazy public place. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Okay, I say the word God, your eyes are closed. I say the word God, what do you see? Take a minute, what does God look like? A rock, a river, a tree? Does God still look like an old white man? I'm not mad at you, I'm just asking. Does God look like Jesus? The blonde one with the wavy hair or the bronze one with the woolly hair? Does God look like that? Is God a curvy black woman, like the God of the matrix or the God of the shack? What does God sound like? Does God sound like wind in the trees? Does God sound like bird song or does God sound like stillness? a deep bass voice like maybe Alvin or Mark or Wesley? Does God sound like jazz? Okay, open your eyes now. Does your God have a smell? Does God smell like baking bread or brownies or honeysuckle or lavender or rosemary when you rub it between your fingers? What is God like? I think it's an important question, especially in a time like this, when we are stuck inside our houses, worshiping online, when our friends and families are far away, when we are isolated or stepping over dolls and trucks to be able to do our work. I think it's important to ask, what is God like? When COVID has killed people we care about and we can't even get to their funerals, it's important to ask ourselves, what is God like? What is God like? When POTUS has weaponized a secret police force dressed in camouflage gear, kidnapping protesters for God's sake. When Mother Earth is angry, what is God like? And by the way, where is God? Is God like an angry SOB who's mad at us and is therefore not answering our prayers? Is God like the one who hears the cries of the enslaved, meaning the slaves in Egypt and the slaves here in America and sends a male Moses and a female Moses to liberate them? Is your God a taskmaster or is your God one who will pay people the same amount of money if they start work at the end of the day as if they started at the beginning? Is your God just? Does your God rain on the rich and the poor but want everyone to have enough? What's God like? Is your God a suzerain who takes care of you in exchange for your loyalty and your tithes? 
Is your God a genie who grants every wish just because you articulate it no matter what? Is your God your partner helping you sail through these stormy seas? The way we think about God, the way we talk about God, the way we believe God has everything to do with the way we live our lives. The way we believe God, what we think about God, our cosmology, our theology, what we think, say, and do about God orders the universe based on what we think God is like and what we think God wants from us and wants for the world. A man named Juan thinks about God as a partner. In the midst of a global lockdown, in the midst of this pandemic, he was living off a small island in Portugal and his dad was about to turn 90. And all the airlines had shut down and he decided that it was super important to get to be with his dad and his family in this time. So what did Juan do? Juan embarked on an 85-day solo journey from Portugal to Argentina in a boat, a small sailboat. And 85 days later, he landed at his family's port. He refused to think that this COVID would block his flow, would stop him from being with his family. Sometimes he was hungry and sometimes he ran out of gas. And sometimes he says he drank too much and that wasn't a good idea because that made him hallucinate and kind of feel more despairing. But almost all of the time, he was able to reimagine a relationship in which God was close. God seemed far away, but he was able to reimagine a relationship with God was close. He says he found himself praying and resetting his relationship with God and that faith kept him standing in these times and in these situations. Are you feeling like God is far away, my friends? Are you wondering if God has turned away? For Juan, rough waters out of gas and not allowed to report barnacles on the bottom of the boat that he had to go and scrape off risking shark bites, none of that made him forget that God was close. That God was close by. This is the God Paul is talking about in this text that Calissa read so beautifully at the end of Romans, at the end of, end of Romans 8. There's a time when we can feel like God isn't close by that we're waiting and waiting and waiting for a sign from the holy and it doesn't come. And Paul said, and this is more the message version now, that the moment we get tired of waiting, God's spirit will show up right alongside us, right alongside us, like the wind in one sail. And that the spirit, that the spirit will even pray on our behalf in size too unintelligible, too deep for words. God's spirit knows our heart. God's spirit knows what we need. God's spirit liaises us with our God, knowing us and what we desire in our wordless signs even more than we know ourselves. This is why Paul, Paul, who had been a persecutor of Christians, Paul, who suffered and struggled as he began to do his own missionary work. Paul, as he began to articulate his theology about God, imprisoned, tortured. Paul says God knew what God was doing from the very beginning. God had a plan, a good plan for us all, each of us, to create us in the image of God's self, to be love in the world on God's behalf. And that this intention, God's intention for us, is constant. On the days we feel it and on the days we don't. On the days we feel in the center of God's grace and on the days we think we are way outside of the bounds. On the days we think we've been really good and on the days when we think, oh my God, I suck terribly right now. I'm behaving terribly right now. I'm outside of God's love and grace right now. No, nothing 
Paul's head. Paul, who had a good history of being bad, nothing separates us from God. With God on our side and God's on the side of all of humanity, with God on our side, how can we lose, Paul says. God put everything on the line for us, including sending God's son into the world to live a life of love for us, even at the risk and peril of death, God sent the son. If God is for us, who is against us? God sticks up for us, sticks with us like birds and a feather, like birds to a feather. God is sticking with us, hanging on to us, close by us. And nothing, nothing separates us from God. Not our trouble, not these hard times, not this horrific fascist regime, not bullying, not backstabbing, not the ongoing perniciousness of white supremacy that too often violates black bodies. Nothing separates us from God. Representative John Lewis, who was buried yesterday, his funeral was yesterday, often talked about how the violence that he suffered in the Southern Freedom Movement didn't make him feel afraid that God was present, but actually liberated him, liberated him to lean into the loving arms of God. You know, a few years ago, the consistory made my job description uh, to include more public theology. So I get to write and blog and tweet and Instagram and Facebook and preach and go to conferences and put God talk in the world, put our vision for God in the world. God is a loving power. God is a loving partner. God is an agent for change. God who loves all the people. God who speaks more than one language. God who is just as happy to be imaged as a black curvy woman as God is to be imaged as a freckle-faced kid. God who doesn't care by what name we call God as long as we love God. God who loves us even when we don't know that that force can be called God. God who doesn't care about our religiosity but who cares about how we love the world. That's the stuff I get to put in the world. And I'm saying to you, my friends, you and I are all public theologians. We all are doing our God talk out loud, whether we believe it or not, whether we have that in our job description or not, the way we live our lives testifies to the way we think about God, to our theology of God and people, our little people, the students we teach, the parents with whom we break bread, the friends with whom we do socially distanced gathering, the people who watch us on social media, everybody who knows you and me is listening for what is this thing called God? And this crazy, cruel God that's being storied in the media, this crazy, cruel God that is the one in whom the white power structure trusts, that's no God at all. I'm rereading James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time. You should read it as well, my friends. He said then, if the concept of God has any validity or any use, it can only be used to make us larger, freer, and more loving. If God can't do this, then it's time we got rid of him. It's time we get rid of a God who's nefarious, a God who's wifty, a God who can't be counted on, a God who's on the side of white and rich and power and strong, a God who somehow believes that some people should languish in prisons or language on the border. That's not God. The God that Paul is reminding us of this morning, the one that I'm trying to speak about theologically today is a God who knows you and me intimately, 
a God who has heard our cries for freedom and is ready to partner with us for deliverance. A God who is sticking with you and me and sticking with the creation and sticking with the plan that she put in place for us to be redeemed and healed and whole and loved and blessed. All of us to thrive, to flourish, to share our goods in common, to make sure that the planet survives, to raise our children like a village. This God, this God is sticking with us like glue and wants us to be like God, holding the world accountable to God's vision for peace, for shalom, for well-being, for revolutionary love. I'm gonna be taking some, some writing time and I'm gonna be writing a book about who God is and what God requires of us. And I'm inviting you to be on a journey with me, middle family, no matter where you are right now, no matter where you live, no matter what you're doing, to use some time this summer to ask yourself, what does good look, what does God look like? What does God sound like? What does God feel like? What does God want with you, from you? What does it mean to partner fully with the holy, with everything you have to, to answer your own call to theological work in service of the reign of God? So that when we pray on earth as it is in heaven, when we say your reign come, we mean it. And we live for that. May I be said. Amen. Hello, middle family. Do you remember the first time you came to worship at Middle Collegiate Church? I remember the first time I did. It was July 2005, and I was working on Wall Street in search of something deeper. I remember walking through the doors on 2nd Avenue and being overwhelmed by energy and spirit people of all walks of life, amazing music and preaching. I had never realized a church like this existed. And for the first time, I realized what it means to have a church home. Today, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and, have, and will soon be moving to Southern California. And my membership is still officially at Middle Collegiate Church and I still support the ministries of Middle by giving money. Even during these times, I believe we are called to remind each other that we belong to this community and that we are called to help support its ministries. Maybe you have only known us during these pandemic times. Know that you too can join and become a member of this community. Find out more by going to our website and on the top there, you'll see a link for join and you'll learn about the amazing history of this congregation and the bright future that we have ahead of us. And during these times, we are each called, of course, to support the ministries of Middle by giving money. And there are many ways that we can offer our gifts. You can make a donation on our website by clicking on the donate button. You can donate through Facebook. You can also text your gift amount to 917-924-4666, or you can use Venmo, and our handle is at Middle Collegiate Church. Thank you for your ongoing generosity. Let's, in these difficult times when we are not physically together, let's remind each other that we belong and God is with us, and God is calling us to support the life of this community and the world beyond.
We Shall Overcome Someday. I love that song. By the way, you can get the Welcome album. It's back on iTunes and all the places. And Madge, you threw that down, girl. Listen, everyone, thank you so much for making worship a beautiful experience. Um, join me in a prayer. God, we give you thanks for all of the ways that you call us to serve you, to put good God talk in the world, to counter the horrible story that people are cooking up about you, Holy One. We got you back. We want to be used by you to create a world of peace. And so we give you thanks for the offering. We give you thanks for the folks who help lead worship. We give you thanks for all the small groups that happened. And we ask God that you would bless each of us on our journey. Stick with us, God. Hang with us. And make us who you want us to be. Amen. So we are on the way into a congregational conversation. And there's a couple of things that I want to highlight for you as we watch, get ready to watch this beautiful presentation that our team put together. One is we have a new logo. Yay. We've been doing some conversations with a company called Tandem since last fall. And you're going to see today uh, some of what we've cooked up a way to think about ourselves in 2020 going forward. And we're going to be building a new website. And we've got a lot of amazing things that we're planning to do this year. So hang for the presentation. And then at one o'clock, I will see you. The staff and I will see you in the chat and chew so we can talk some more. Here we go.